Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome or welcome back, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between. You have joined us for the live show of And the Podcast Will Rock. This is part two. So if you haven't heard part one, do do us a favor. Just press pause on this and then go back and listen to part one so that you're not completely lost and you've got context for the conversation. Uh, but as you know, if you've joined us this far, you know how the show works. But if you haven't, we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. One track at a time, I am... Of course, your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, are you ready to do this again? Seems like only yesterday we did one of these shows, Mark, or mm. 10 minutes ago, uh, as it were. But I'm having a lot of fun. The whiskey's holding out. We got a, a slew of great guests. The poll uh, has been uh, voted on quite a bit since I mentioned it was on Twitter. Uh, so I can give you some real-time results as we go along here. Sure. Uh, uh, automatically, Scott uh, Monroe says, now that we know the poll is out, the cult has been put in its place. There you go. I know John is out of town. He had threatened to uh, to jump on the stream here, or at least in the YouTube comments. He hasn't yet. Yeah, uh, and actually, full disclosure, uh, John pre-recorded something with our friend Jeff Saunders. I just couldn't get uh, the file to work in time for the live show, but we will release that uh, at some point. They, they kind of did their, their top 10 favorite Van Halen trivia uh, nuggets. Uh, so we'll be putting that uh, right out there. So uh, uh, let's just check out some of the comments from our last show before we uh, introduce the rest of the panel here again. Sure. Uh, Ray says, uh, thanks. I like this song more now. That's cool. Uh, Chaz, uh, Rockers, Rockets, and Rockets. Kind of making fun of your intro there, Mark. And well, that's fine. <laughs> uh, what a great time for a special episode between episode 51 and 52. It could only be episode 51 50. Oh! <laughs> that's good. Damn. Yeah, well said, Damn. Alan. Well said. Yeah. Very well said, Dan. Speaking of well said, we've got a, a whole panel of guests joining us again for the show that are, are, are very well versed in Van Halen isms, more so than Corey and myself. Uh, you guys wanted experts, so we got them. <laughs> that excited. Hi, Dave. <laughs> Welcoming back to the show, Kevin Brown from the Tom Cat uh, Tom Petty podcast. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing, still doing very, very well. I found my beer in my fridge, and I'm back, and I'm ready to go for round two. Yes, beer, keep them flowing. Uh, author extraordinaire Heath McCoy. How you doing, Heath? That's Heath Murphy, by the way. <laughs> and if you don't understand that joke, tune into part one for context, like I told you. <laughs> That's his wrestling I'm, name. I'm doing good, man. Good to be here. Thank you again. Uh, Kelsey, fan favorite Kelsey Van Halen joining us. How are you feeling, Kelsey? I'm good. I'm always, as always, happy to be here. 
Yes. Awesome. Uh, you, the, the resident expert and the uh, sickly one, but still made time to join us for the show, Eric Stenich from the Van Halen News Desk. Uh, How are you holding up? How are you feeling? I'm, are you I'm, I'm running out of steam, boys. Hold on. Let's put that right up there. Skull, baby. I'm running <laughs> out of steam. I got COVID. I might pass away, but I'm going to make it. By the way, I want to get this shirt in there, Sunset Sound. I want to say... Uh, Hello to my, my man Drew Dempsey from Sunset Sound. Gotta check out. You guys ever see their YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Outstanding. All the plugs. Drew will be up with a shirt. Yeah, go ahead. Sunset Sound. Just type in Sunset Sound on YouTube, man. It's all there you good. Go. So. Keep your fluids uh, plentiful. That's I, all I I've have got them. I've got them. And uh, what's this mug? Oh, it's Van Halen mug, by the way, which you can purchase <laughs> at VanHalenStore.com. Get your get your mugs, all your all your merchandise. Can you uh, make a commission you on those, that. Eric? Like what? I don't. Like your third <laughs> no, you know what it is. I just love Jeff Hausman, man. He's my buddy. He's the man. We also have this show. Just, Van Halen, yeah, uh, just in yeah. case people were curious. Uh, no, it's funny, you know, because like Jeff doesn't ask me to do this. <laughs> hey, what the hell? And Jeff from- is a cool guy, man. He's been running. He did the Inside Magazine. I know. I'm sorry, but he did the Inside Magazine back in the '90s and the VHND. You kidding me? Oh, Eric really doesn't want me to introduce Scott Askin. <laughs> Scott Askin, how you doing, buddy? Uh, one more thing. <laughs> I'm just. You can also sorry. find me in the sorry. Van Halen store. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't say it earlier, but I wanted to wish you guys a happy anniversary. You know, most podcasts do not make it to episode ten. No, wow. And so we 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 didn't uh, we really didn't know. Uh, at least from my perspective, we really didn't know if we could uh, really keep it going and keep it consistent. I just know Corey and I were enthusiastic about talking about Van Halen songs, and it seems like on the surface. Well, that's easy. You just listen to a song per week, and we talk about it. How, how hard could that be? And it turns out, not that hard, because look, here we're still going. And look at that. We have people who actually listen and care. So we appreciate every single one of you, whether you're a new fan, a longtime fan, or or not a fan, but you listen anyway for strange reasons. Uh, and I know you're out there. Uh, but we thank you all the same. So, uh, Yeah. I tell you, and Tom's about to go, or sorry, Kevin's about to go on this journey uh, with Queen. Uh, just started uh, this week, uh, the Seaside uh, Pod review uh, coming out. You're spinning a wheel, uh, which you, uh, you know, you still, I still haven't seen that check uh, for the wheel <laughs> rental. <laughs> just what like, we basically did was I thought, you know what? I love this podcast, and I genuinely love this podcast so much. Um, so being on it, it's just a really trippy, weird honor um, but i thought you know i'd love queen i should do this with my buddy randy i'm gonna speak to Corey and see if we can just literally rip the whole fucking thing off <laughs> and Corey said yeah go for it so it's it's so cool because the format's genuinely so good that you can sort of all you have to do is plug and play the bits and if you've got any sort of you know any experience with it it's, it just works because you guys just but you guys are still the gold standard for it so and again i told you this on Twitter, I told you this in person, um, you got me back into Van Halen. Like I'd kind of wandered away from Van Halen and this show really brought me back and made me love. And it's actually made me like David Lee Roth a lot more than I used to. So <laughs> yeah, miracles can happen. Talks about him. <laughs> miracles that, can happen. Isn't that, isn't that nice? But still Kevin, Corey and Mark, they're going to sue your ass. 
They can take, they can talk all they want of nothing, you know. <laughs> well, you know, what? I would, except we totally lifted this from Pot of Thunder. It's uh, true. We broke we down the, the Kiss catalog. So. We just added a wheel. That's really all we did. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey, you might want to check with Eric, but I think you can find your check in the Van Halen store. Yes. Probably. It's all over. Yeah. Yeah. Van store.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, last week or 10 minutes ago, uh, we actually did uh, we did tattoo from a different kind of truth. Mark, are you curious how the votes uh, currently, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty early into it. Are you curious what the results are so far? I'm absolutely curious because when we first put up the poll, I think we got a vote within like, what, a couple seconds into it. Yeah. So, yeah. How, how are yeah. we faring now? Right now we're at 76.9% what dreams are made of 23.1 percent. this dream is over oh it's gonna be a close race i bet you that's because of the episode because that's a polarizing van halen song i think a lot of people would have gone in and given it the thumbs down i'm actually kind of shocked that all of us were were uh thumbs up on it i, I expected one or two scott especially because he's a miserable bastard i thought he would have done <laughs> now you sound like my ex <laughs> miserable bastard it's such an odd thing usually i'm the miserable bastard on the show true. and then uh yeah but uh scott came in to take the slack so for that <laughs> we we appreciate you scott I'm here for you mark <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it but uh, yeah when we do the uh backtracks aerosmith revisited show i i'm usually the uh, sort of buffer between Corey and john mariano right so I, I i felt i needed a role here and i just wanted to take a little of that pressure off on you, Mark, because I, I usually get to take pressure off Corey, so it's just your turn. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And as speaking as someone who has been the buffer between Corey and Mariano before uh, several times, uh, God bless you, sir. You, you, you're doing the Lord's work because sometimes <laughs> there needs to be a buffer zone uh, between those two guys. Um, but they do make sometimes, a, yeah. yeah. But they make such excellent uh, podcast content, so it's hard to be too. Uh, too uh, upset about it. So, oh, but yeah, you passed absolutely. Kevin off so much he left. I have to bring him back in here now. <laughs> he went on a beer run. Don't worry. He's so weird today. <laughs> He's trying to take my spot on the screen. Oh shit! Yeah, I am. Sorry. Look at that. Oh no! Nope. <laughs> <laughs> found show. himself in the top row now. How did that yeah. happen? We got to get Kelsey oh, back in the middle. I was gonna say. Oh, I was yeah. like, damn. Come on now. <laughs> Now all is right. All is right in the world. Um, you know, well, gonna give, we're just going to put Kelsey on screen because no hey! <laughs> hey, everyone loves Part of the show, fan favorite. There it is. Yeah. Well, if you're tuning in for only part two, I don't know why you're doing that, but uh, if you tune in only for Van Halen news, you should go over to part one because uh, we talk quite a bit about it. Tom says, uh, glad to have the forum talk about the band. Keep the Van Halen flag flying. Well, absolutely. We will until we just can't anymore. And then we probably will keep doing it. You know what? 69 episodes. That, that's how many nice. times we have left on the wheel. Then we're done. Then we retire. Oh. We ride off into the sunset. No one will no, miss us. Right? You got to do, no. 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 do Dave Solo. You got to do Dave Solo. You got to do Sammy Solo. I oh, have wow. rules for right. both, well, actually. I'm trying to talk Mark into it, so. Yeah, spin off all the live versions. 
Well, you know, you never know what uh, we're only going into season two now. So, you know, there's there's possibilities and potentials for a third season for a fourth perhaps uh, 69 dude okay yeah, yeah not and also head, he's got a mind, dude. So. it's all up to you guys out there listening and interacting uh, as well as the people on this panel right here it's up to you guys if you want us to keep going you gotta let us know keep us going let's uh let's let's see if we want to dive into uh uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. There, there's some of Dave's solo stuff that I'm just not looking forward to talking about. Come on, ladies' night in Buffalo. Come on. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, can, can it just be uh, uh, just a gigolo this the whole time? Can we just like keep talking about that? The California Nothing girls. California girls. Yeah. It's porno. You want to talk about that? I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, have you, have Mark? Have you heard all of Eden and Smile? Not all of it, no. Great album. So it okay, is it is track. a wonderful album. Yeah, not a weak track. And don't forget, you've got about you've got about eighty three Sammy Hagar solo albums. Oh, so you know, there's going to be way is, more Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh, this is true. Oh, you're making a case now, you guys. So uh, I just but, want to talk extreme, like extreme two pornography <laughs> is one of my favorite albums. So Absolutely. look, hey, we'll talk we'll talk extreme all night. Uh, it's just I just don't want to talk more about van halen 3 than i want to uh apologies to greg or uh, uh to gary so uh, you know we always have to throw that one in there. we love gary i tried to get him here tonight but he's got bingo on saturday so <laughs> make it. damn well if, if bingo lets out early uh gary please reach Can't out we'll bingo. have you on the show even he's if the, uh even if might, you just want to pop in real quick and tell us to fuck off like we'll, we'll happily take you mark and i talked about that wouldn't it be Scott great Monroe, to get gary you. We thought because Mike Anthony Real. recorded that nice uh, intro uh, for us, we thought we could get one from Gary's. Hey, this is Gary Sharon from Van Halen telling these guys to fuck off. And then we'll segue <laughs> into the intro. So. But yeah, and Scott, thank you very that. much. I would have loved your podcast during any time period, but it's been cathartic since Ed's passing. And it was really Great, Ed's passing Scott. that kind of spirited us into uh, heading down this road here. So yeah. thank you for that, Scott. Hell yeah. It's you know, all when I was, when I was getting the Uriah Heat podcast started, it was right after, or right as I was starting it, two of the, the original band members had passed away. And I think it, it does that. It really helps um, people deal with that because we're spending that time celebrating the things that they created. Mm. And I mean, Eddie yeah. was such an icon that we, we it, instead of just mourning the loss, we need to just dig into what he did while he was here. And I think that makes the biggest difference. So I think mean, the timing of this couldn't have been better. Yeah. Scott, you're, I love your podcast, by the way, man. It's fantastic. You, oh, thank you. You interviewed Mick Box, didn't you? I did. That, that was the day it started, actually, after I interviewed him. I, uh, I said, before you go, I have an idea I want to talk to you about. And I pitched the podcast and he, got, he just took like two seconds and went, sounds great. And wow. that was that. Yeah, <laughs> man. It started, yeah. And that band Amazing. is still... Still, that lineup they have now is good. I mean, they're, yeah. they're like huge in what is like Norway or somewhere. Like they're playing ten thousand. They're doing all the big European festivals yeah. right now. Um, I know they're trying to schedule a U.S. tour for for next year, but we're all just they're doing the 50th anniversary that they couldn't do two and a half years ago, and uh, I think they're just doing that. And then in lieu of the the new album coming out, because getting a record pressed right now is very difficult. They're about yeah. nine months backlog, yeah. so uh, once the new album comes out and they start touring for it, we're hoping for uh, another American tour. But a lot of a lot of the stuff they're doing, they're playing these huge like. Uh, yeah. Whack, whacking outdoors and like you know just yep. massive crowds they were touring with the uh, big box man yeah He's guys are amazing that flag. yeah 
Mm-hmm. But do you think they could be uh, the true? Could they dethrone the true kings of Norway? I'm talking, of course, about Aha. <laughs> could anybody? <laughs> you know, I don't what? think so. Yeah. Mark, I would, you, know, you, maybe you know the answer to this because I did hear you talking about Aha in one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. I was just watching um, one of the Marvel films. At the end, there's there's a like a solo acoustic version of Take On Me, and I'm, I'm assuming it's a singer of AHA that did it for the movie. It's, it's with Ryan yeah. Re- it's, it's Ryan it's Reynolds. Deadpool, Deadpool 2 is right. uh, the one you're thinking about. Yes. Um, I think that is him, uh, and I don't know if that's him uh, playing uh, uh, guitar or piano on it as well, but I kn- I'm pretty sure that is him at least. It sounds it. like him. Yeah. Sure I'm, sounds like him. And I also yeah. do not know uh, when that was recorded. It's For all from, I know, that could be that could be recent. It's from MTV Unplugged. Aha, did MTV Unplugged? Well, there you go. There it is. Is that where it's from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so whatever oh, wow. that was, wow. that's amazing. Yeah. Of course, I'm really, I'm really fast at googling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. You're... That's cool. Dirty water dogs Dirty all around. Says Chaz. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, and then uh, Mike Green. Here he goes. See, Mark and Corey, Dirty Water Dog. <laughs> and of course, uh, you bring up Aha, which is funny because Mark has his Aha tribute band called Uh Oh, uh, based true. out of Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> All the songs are done in a uh, heavy minor key instead of uh, the major. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a drab. It's a it's a drab Aha tribute band. That's why it's called Uh Oh. So uh, if you're into drab. I'm your guy. Well, I'm thinking about launching the ahahanewsdesk.com. So. <laughs> I'm ready. So much merch. So much merch on that. A lot that. of merch. Uh, we do really well in Norway. It's great. A lot of aha <laughs> news. So many uh-huh. horrors from Norway. <laughs> But there it is. Uh, hey, well, we got to spin the wheel again, right? Yeah, you guys didn't come for AHA talk, although we could do that. But uh, instead, we're going to spin another song. There's the infamous wheel. Uh, it, it is real, as you can see. Uh, you guys, we, we didn't fake you out the first time. Uh, and you all have been on the show, so you know. But to, to the viewers, there it is. And we have, what did you say, 69 songs left? And did you see what was on either side of Tattoo? It was either loss of control or little guitar. Uh, I can't. I'm actually yeah. kind of yeah, glad. Yeah, I'm kind of glad we landed on Tattoo, to be honest. Not no disrespect to the other songs, but uh, like I don't know. I'm glad we got we got to do that one. Uh, because it was a uh, fresh approach. Kevin got going on. Well, hold that hey, up again, Kevin. Uh, wait, wait, put it back up there. Kevin, hold it up again. Oh. <laughs> off. <laughs> well, I manifest mean, it then. We're at that point in the show. Where we're yeah, well, there you go. We again. got we got Kevin's uh, manifestation. Here in the show, we like to manifest a song that we want to hear. Uh, and you can't pick the manifestation that you had last time. Aha, yeah. Good. Thank you, Court. So that's uh ooh, that oh, Max says, makes I me know. have to think too. You so, know Max Kelsey? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so many people. But yes, before we spin the wheel, let's manifest and uh try to manifest something different this time. Uh you know what, Corey, I'm gonna start with you. What do you want this time around? Well, you know what? I'm gonna pick one that I'm pretty sure Eric's gonna take, and that's humans being. Well, you damn it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> God, that song's got to come up. I would love to talk about that song tonight. So here's hoping Humans Being comes up. Calling my shot. Yeah. 
Eric, what do you think? All right, well, let's go with, again, Dance the Night Away. <laughs> Not we again. said you Pick can't do that. One. Pick a different one. Oh, it was at the, oh, I didn't hear you. Oh, my earbuds <laughs> popped out. That's Pay attention, COVID boy. <laughs> COVID affect you? It does affect your brain, doesn't it? Yes, probably. Fuck off. Quit it with the spank. <laughs> Spanked. Um, okay, let's think now. Let's think. Let's think. Let's think. See, I, mean, I might pick one that you guys already have done. Um, have you done Out of Love again? Yes, we have. Yeah. Shit. Chris L. from Pot of Thunder was on that show. Did you do Light Up the Sky? No. No. Oh, That's a that. great one. Yes. Great one. Yeah, Good pull. Awesome. Good pull. Mike Green wants, I'll wait. I'm okay with that, too. Fuck, that'd be awesome. All right. Uh, Let's see. Heath. Ryan, my buddy from Ottawa, says little guitars. We almost hit it on the last show. Yeah, very close. Uh, Heath McCoy, what do you got? Uh, I'm torn here between Jump and 5150. The last episode, everybody got me thinking about 5150. I love that song. (laughs) But Jump, Jump, I'll say Jump. Jump was my exposure to Van Halen. It got me to be a Van Halen fan. It was like my Beatles and Ed Sullivan moment. Uh, I, lo- I love it, so I'll say jump. That's a good pull. I'm convinced the wheel will give us jump on the last episode, though. I was just going to say, I think it would be poetic that if that, you know, not not to just, like, downvote your uh, manifestation at all, Heath, but I would say, like, part of me kind of really wants the wheel to hold that one off until the last episode. Uh, so, we'll, I don't know, but we'll see. If we spin jump, I would not be mad about that. Kelsey, what, uh, what about you? What do you, what do you want to spin this time? Um, I would love to hear you're no good that I, the way Eddie plays on that song is like, it's literally incredible. Um, that or push comes to shove. I would love to hear that one too. Um, comes some kind of like Van Halen that you hear that you don't think you wouldn't think it's Van Halen at first. So. All right on good choices there. 51 50. Here's one. Ray says, don't tell me what love can do. That'd be all right. We've already done that one. Yeah, I was on. Did we do that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did that one. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was so, I remember how excited I was. I was yes. like, oh, my yeah. God. Uh, so, sorry, bud. Uh, pick a different one because we already did that. Here we go. Is tonight, right. tonight we get run right around. around. Yeah, there we go. Very nice uh, one. Well, we know we know what uh, what Kevin is manifesting. Uh, you're whoa, 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 whoa. Just skip <laughs> over. I might have been joking. I'm not joking because I think that that would be the best song to play with this group of people. It would be entertaining. And it's not nearly as bad as people say it is. All right. So what's your backup just in case uh, Spanked isn't uh, my the, the backup? Choice. My backup is And the Cradle Will Rock. Ooh. Just for that guitar song. Yes. Would not be mad at all. Uh, Scott, you got anything? I do. I'm going to go with Pretty Woman because <laughs> I want to see how long it takes us to get through the intro. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Yeah. That's the best part even, of the song. Oh, my it's God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But that's a separate track, though, isn't it? Or do you combine it? Is it? The, 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 the no, intro I think is called Intruder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But right. we play it anyway on the show. If there's a musical right, yeah. sort of interlude before the track, we play it. So, gotcha. so yeah, yeah, that might have to. Oh man, that'll be hilarious if nothing else, just to laugh. To also, in the video, I think the video has Intruder, right? Like, in yeah, video. it does. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is the whole reason that they, they they put that on the song it, because the video needed more music. Right. Because they had there was a storyline. There was a whole, you know. 
Well, it takes a long time to pick out which village person you want to be. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, well, Corey, my answer. Uh, sure. So, uh, you know, it's like about the, I would love to hear uh, humans being, but uh, since Corey took it, let me see if I can manifest something else. I'm not going to manifest a particular track that a certain somebody wants to hear, but she actually wants to be here for the show mm-hmm. before we uh, talk about it. So, I won't do that one. Uh, love you, babe. Uh, so, instead, <laughs> I'm going to manifest. Let's see. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to manifest right now. Okay, what's the song then? It's a good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. From the oh. Puck album. They're, they're playing the uh, and the podcast. Oh, playing, yeah, yeah, Everybody take a drink. This is the show to do it. Every time we say manifest, take a drink. So. Cheers. Skull, everybody. So there you have it. Uh, we, have our, skull. we have our manifestations, just a whole uh, uh, junk pile of awesomeness. But it's not up to us. It's up to the wheel. So whenever uh, you're ready, Corey, whenever the panel's ready, and whenever old Sammy's ready, you just let it spin. Should I uh, shuffle it again? Why not? All right, Eric Sanich, pick, because you're not a miserable bastard. Pick your favorite number between (laughs) 1 and 10. Well, he might be today because of the... Yeah. Uh, Pick number uh, three. Okay. One, two, three. And here we go. Here we go! Oh, it's over! Oh, no! 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 Nice. I don't. I, I don't was hate so that. So close, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost right now. You and almost jump. Jump was the other one. Let me bring oh. the wheel back up. Yeah, bring that. Either side was jumping right now. Oh, wow. Oh wow. yeah. Oof. Wow. Well, that had gotten really fun. But hey, why can't this be love? Yes. Awesome. I'm into it. You've been it. wanting this one since day one, Mark. I have. And can you guess why? I don't know. Could you like weepy ballads? Well, I am a weepy bastard. So Did you only have one testicle? Is that I, uh, no, I got them. Oh, I got two. Wait, uh, is this a but... reveal? I didn't know this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, this is an article for the news desk. Hold on. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> Mark Myers has one testicle. Sad bastard only listens to sad, weepy Van Halen tunes and nothing else. That's your headline. I dub the um, monoball. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, this is uh, this is that prime uh, Hagar era stuff that I just I grew up on and that I love. And this is this one of the songs that I know people are gonna go ahead and complain like too much keyboards. This is the keyboard era. It's it's that not my Van Halen. And like, well, that's cool, but to me, it is. It's a it's growth. It's evolution. They were trying something different, and by the by, it was commercially successful. So say what you want. Um, yeah, this is. I mean, we'll talk more when we actually listen to the song. But uh, well, it depends on. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. <laughs> I had a witty comeback to that, and I lost it. So congratulations. <laughs> Corey, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Why Can't This Be Love? You know, this is like our first taste of uh, Van Hagar, right? This is the first single off of 5150, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, it, it was top five, right, Eric? Top I think five. It, like, yeah. yeah, top, top five. five. Um, you know, th- it was the big single off of this album. And, you know, I, I don't want to tip my hand, so I'm not going to say too much. But um, I was hoping to spin a big hit 
uh, for the live show with all these wonderful people on here and and we did it that's fantastic we did it. yes uh kevin brown do you have any uh uh sort of in introduction introductory uh, introductory thoughts about why can't this be love i genuinely think this might be the first van halen song i ever heard I think it's I think it's probably the song that sort of made me think, well, that's interesting. And then when I dug back into the band, I said, oh, they're not that at all. Like, because it's so different from pretty much everything else they'd ever done. So I won't tip my hand either, but yeah, it's fucking awesome. I love this song. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Kelsey, how about you? Um, I love this song. So it wasn't like what I was expecting for us to get. So I'm super pumped. Hell yeah. Well, not so everyone's like excited. You. Um, Chaz says meh. Yeah. Well, you might think that at first, but uh, I don't know. Maybe the discussion will uh, kind of give you a, a new perspective. Who knows? We'll see. Or you'll continuously go down the meh uh, rabbit hole. Uh, Heath McCoy, I bet you don't think this song's meh. I, I actually, I, I, I don't think of it as a weepy ballad, actually. I think I think it's just a solid pop song. I've always really liked it. I think it's one of the best Van Hagar tunes. Mm -hmm. I, I'm probably tipping my hat too much. Uh, uh, and 5150, it took me a while to, to more. I, for a long time, I thought the Fuck album was the best Van Hagar album. But I actually think the, for the further along we get from it, I think 5150 was peak Van Hagar. I, like, I, I think it's a great song. Peak Van Hagar, indeed. Uh, Scott Haskin, you familiar with this one? I actually know this one. Uh -huh. um, I don't know the song very well. As soon as it came up, I'm hearing the chorus in my head. So uh, I, I've never really sat down and, and focused on the song. So I'm sure there's a lot I'm, I'm going to learn as we go through it. But at least I've got some familiarity with this one. Well, you can't learn about uh, Van Halen songs whatsoever unless you actually have an expert. So, Eric Sinich, I give it to you. Uh, your thoughts on Why Can't This Be Love before we get into it. I'm a huge fan of the song. This is, I became a fan through 5150, the album. So, I mean, it, this, this is, yeah, it's a pop song. It was a huge hit, but there's some interesting stuff going on here musically. I mean, there's some... There's some cool stuff they're doing, man, especially when you get to the, the certain sections of the song, which you're hearing Alex doing, and the, on that scat part with Sammy, you know, you know, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. But there's some interesting stuff here musically. I mean, it's, you know, this is, Eddie was having fun making that song. There's no, there's no question. This is, this was him breaking free of, of the chains that uh, held him back for a while. He wanted to make this kind of music. Well, you and, heard it here from an expert. Yeah. Van Hagar equals fun. Yeah, Shocking. I mean, I get why the long the the old school fans were going to dig it because if you want if you want that you know that that hard rock you know guitar led Van Halen, this isn't going to be it. But right on, Mike Green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's go around the horn. I brought up setlist.fm. How many times do you think? Why Can't This Be Love was performed by Van Halen. Let, let's see oh, who gets closest ooh. to the oh, uh, correct man. number without going over. Uh, let's start with Eric, since you probably have this memorized, but what do you got? Well, all combined, um, uh, let's see. I'm going to do quick math in my head here. I'll say. We were told there would be no math. This is Corey just going <laughs> off. There's also um, no editing, so pick a fucking number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. My number will be 1,000. 1,000? Okay, Kevin Brown, what do you got? What? How many times do you think this song was performed live by oh, Van Halen? I don't know how many gigs they played. Like, oh, I'll say 
600. 600. Okay, Kelsey. Um, I'll say 2,000. 2,000. All right, Heath McCoy. Wow, did, did Van Hager play that that thousand, two thousand? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. well you got to think about how many tour dates they have. 86, 88, 91, 93, uh, 92. Math. I, I'm sure Five. Van Hager played at every Van Hager show. Yeah, um, yeah. It's great. I'm gonna say six fifty. Six fifty. All right, Scott Haskins. I think Kelsey might be right. Actually, he might be closest. Wow. The the number that immediately popped into my head, not to one up you, Heath, but I'm I'm going with six eighty three. Six eighty three. Okay, wow. Mark Meyer, what do you got? They played this song five hundred and thirty five times. Damn. All right, I'm going to tell you right now. Only one of you did not go over. Mark Meyer is the closest, according to Setlist.fm. They played it 591 times. Ooh. Wow. And whoa, 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 whoa. that was a total guess on my part. I didn't do any research. Yeah. Time, I swear. I'm, I'm pretty sure that makes me closest. I went I over. Without but... going over. Oh, that. Oh, shit. Yeah, without... right. <laughs> Price is right rules. Yeah, this is right rules. Right. Yeah. Right, cheers. <laughs> what, uh, Corey, did, would you have had a guess uh, before looking at the set list? You know, I would have said probably four or 500. Uh, mm. I wouldn't have been closer to you. Chaz said 280. He's way out. So, man, I just thought. Sorry, Chaz. <laughs> more than that. And, and Gary did sing this one uh, on the VH3 tour. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that added to the total. Now, in yeah. total, by 20 different artists, according to setlist.fm, 1,036 times. Oh, wow. And that's Van Halen, Sammy Hagar, Sammy in the Circle, Sammy oh. the Wabos. Oh, okay. Warren Zevon did oh, yeah. it five yeah. times, apparently. Warren really? Zevon? Yeah. Why? I need to hear that. <laughs> Me too. Wow. Me too. How many times did Roth uh, perform? How many times did Roth play this song? <laughs> Can anybody guess? It's that, yeah, it's exactly. No, was it zero? Okay. <laughs> Roth has been covered a lot. Keyboards, I heard. Roth's not a fan of uh, Sam. He uh, he only did the uh, that little scat interlude. That was it. Because yes. Roth was just like, well, that's the only thing I, I think I can do of Sammy's. But well, so he w- well, the story is he was going to put Bozdy Bozdy Bop over that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he needs more flair, man. He's more flair. I need some zoom in and All right, Mark, I know you've been looking forward to this one. Do you want to kick it off here? Uh, oh, you want me to? Okay. Give us um, a classic Kamaya intro to the song. All right, you guys. We are diving into 5150's Why Can't This Be Love, a Van Halen, Sammy Hagar era classic. So take it away, Sammy and the boys. Whoa, whoa, is this up for breakfast? I know, I'm going to say that. <laughs> nice try. I wasn't going to go there, Corey. You went there. I always like that, though. Up for like breakfast that. is the spiritual sequel to Why Can't This Be oh, Loved. They have the same intro, right? But, you know, less good. Very much less good. I always Very like that kind of that heartbeat. You know, it sounds like a heart. Yeah, just a speeding up heartbeat coming oh, out. I really love it. It's yeah. the Godfather three to the previous. Two. <laughs> if Godfather three were a steaming pile of shit, it would get. It, I mean, when's the last awesome time you watched Godfather three? <laughs> I, I just saw the Coppola cut, so it's not that bad. I oh, I, oh well, oh, there you mm, go. yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
Sorry, Heath, go ahead. I've always been in love with, uh, as a drummer, I always have loved what Alex is, is doing on this song. And I've never been able to get the groove right nope. ever. Like it's such a cool groove and it's just such a unexpected. And it, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love Alex's playing on this whole record. And I, yeah, this, yeah. I had to say something about the drums of this one. Well, th and I, we have a ton of uh, drummers on this panel. I think we can all agree. <laughs> Alex Van Halen, like the unsung hero of Van Halen, right? Like um, easily top five drummers in rock and roll for me. Yeah, I love the, that little. He's fifth, and Scott Haskin is fourth. So, ah, <laughs> you. <Nice. laughs> One thing I don't know because I play keyboards too. I grew up playing keyboards before I started playing drums. Eddie Van Halen does not play keyboards like a keyboard player. Nope. He plays it and plays them like a, a rhythm guitarist or a lead guitarist. He just the, and right. the keyboard parts are really hard to play just because right. the way you would stab normally, it doesn't. So they're really kind it's, of really yeah, complex. It's, it's the more complex than they sound. They sound like it'd right? be cool to isolate just his keys on this. Yes, it would. It's fun to follow him as he's playing inside of the verses. Yeah, it's cool. That's a good point with what you said about the keyboard there and at it. This song, out of all his keyboard parts, is is the most indicative of that. I think, actually, yeah, hundred percent, very much. Like, yeah. Was there any reason he didn't use like a, a Roland guitar synth instead of a keyboard? It seems like that would have been a more natural thing for him to record with. Yeah, good question. Don't know. Do not know the answer to that one. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, I wonder, like, that heartbeat beat? on Romeo Delight? Is that the best Van yeah. heartbeat? I give. Just in answer to Scott, Scott, though, I think that like the, those rolling guitars, they're, they're performance instruments. Right? If you're recording, you, uh, keyboard players are not going to stand up because it's such a freaking awkward, weird. You've only got your right hand anyway. So I think they, right. they're going to sit down, they're going to play. That's what I would suspect would be the answer to that. I don't know. But. That could be. Introducing things with Sammy coming in as Sammy, they needed to reinvent their sound. They needed to reinvent the band. This was the ultimate single they could have come. Some people say it should have been a heavier one, like Good Enough or something like that. I think this was the perfect single to kick off Van Hagar, the, the Van Hagar era, because it was like a complete reinvention of, mm -hmm. of, of the band. And it's it's uh, you know, and they're coming out of the gate super strong with it. And very poppy and appealing to a whole new audience too. There yeah, it is. Was it a little bit of a middle finger to David Lee Roth because he hated Eddie wanting to play keyboards, right? Was it a little bit of a fuck you to, to David Lee Roth? I don't know if it was. I always think that Eddie was just going there anyway. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. if Lee Roth wanted yeah. to jump yeah. at all weight. I just think that maybe he was even more un unencumbered because Roth was gone. And so then he could just go crazy with the keyboards. And that's probably what Yeah. Happened. Yeah. Because, like, like Sammy said, Eddie had just a ton of music on. Uh, just cassettes all over the place and they just pop in cassette after cassette and then i like that oh stop there hold on rewind boop, boop. hey here's this yeah <laughs> just, we gotta do something with this and you know like he said as soon as everybody heard it like mo austin and warner brothers everybody's like i smell money <laughs> you know yeah. it's a hit 
Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's not a forced hit. It's not... It's not like, hmm, let's see if we can come up with a hit single here. You know, it's just Eddie being Eddie. This is what came out of him. Well, and it's it shows that that beauty and simplicity too, because so far we're not hearing like any real technical prowess. We're just hearing something very simple and direct. And when you're transitioning, you know, a, a major part of the band, like a singer, uh, you have to do something to win the audience over pretty quick. So I think it was it's it was a good release because it's a song that a lot of people can identify with, both vocally, lyrically, musically. Uh, it's it's one that you can't help but to tap your foot to or your finger or whatever you're going to do. So. I mean, I don't know the other songs on the album that well, but I would say this was a good choice to kind of introduce Sammy and say, here's what we sound like now. And I know it was bugging Mark for, uh, you know, the wussy ballad he wanted to hear, but this really is a wussy ballad. It's got some backbone to it. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Tom brought up a good point there. He just flashed up on the screen how Dave hated keyboards, right? But yeah. listen to Skyscraper. Yes, <laughs> you know, just like Paradise. Oh, and crazy from the knee. Yeah, just like Paradise. <laughs> yeah. And then didn't Eddie say the MIDI pickups didn't track his playing well? They're better now, but they had issues early on. Is that true, Eric? Didn't Eddie say that the MIDI pickups didn't track his playing? Oh, he, I. You know what? I, I can't see that. Sure, they're better now, but they had it. Yeah, possibly. We'd have to look that one up. I don't recall that, but damn it, Eric. Yes, guys, down. Get out. Right <laughs> I don't know. Would that have been blame on the COVID? Would that have been MIDI though? Because it sounds like he's playing an M1 there. It's just that's just a Korg M1 that I think he's playing. That mm -hmm. isn't it. That's what I, it sounds I think they're like. Referring back to yeah. the the question I asked about using like a rolling guitar synth that the right. the MIDI pickups didn't didn't track his playing on that. Hmm. Like maybe that's he tried it and just didn't work for him, so he switched to keyboards. <laughs> I think both was trying to get in there, Heath. Oh, yeah? yeah? Go ahead. You go ahead. All I was going to say was that I love that big stop on the drums. Oh, and the stop, yeah, yeah. The pause. Right. There's no fill. Yeah. There's no fill in there. He's not doing anything. It's just that wait. And then you come back and it's that little happy. So that's just very, very cool. Great arrangement. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, that's a, the arrangement is fantastic on this song. Um, I, I know I was going to say, I know I bag on Sammy's lyrics all, all, a lot. Um, and this one, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. It's just a pretty simple, straight ahead lyric. But I mean, but it it works. It works perfectly for the song. You know, it's not it's not clumsy, or or kind of cheesy like like I find some of his lyrics to be. And it's not, you know, and he's not doing the, you know, he's not overthinking it either. This time, it, it's it's just a perfect, simple, poppy lyric. And and and, and Sammy's great for that that sort of thing as a solo artist and with Van Halen. And I think this is perfect for that too. Is it my imagination or is the, the bass drum, when it starts with the, the keyboard riff, is there a time that it comes in a little bit early and then the rest of the time it's on time, like and then the rest of them are on time? This is why it's so hard to play. Like, it, it feels like it's like, like, a, around it. like, like yeah. almost like a swing style, like, like Ringo would have played it, where it's just got like a little bit of a shuffle or a swing to it. I can't figure it out, and I never have been able to. Yeah, it's just yeah that that's Alex. Yeah, yeah, man, that, that's the jazz background. That's mm -hmm. that's 
you hear it in a lot of the a lot of those tracks. Again, this is a this is a pop song, it's a huge hit, but it's some really cool cool musical moments in here. Oh, yeah. This is you know. It's this funny when you when you dig into any of these big so they're just big commercial. We think radio songs, commercial songs, but they're technically proficient. There's a lot of there's a lot going on there that you when you sit down and really listen to it, and isolate different parts. They're very very cool. It's not just a throwaway song that's been very carefully arranged and it's been practiced and rehearsed. And they thought, well, if we play it this way, what happens? If we play it that way, what happens? If we bring the drums in here, what happens? Like it's all deliberate. That's you can you can tell that's a very well produced song. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people, Alex takes a lot of shit on this album from a lot of people because it was so electric. He had that electric drum. Yeah. I've heard him get a lot of shit for that. But yeah. I think electric drum sits, suits this album so well and it suits this song. Like mm-hmm. with Eddie's synthesizer and Eddie's keyboards and everything. I mean, it just, yeah, it, it just fits. It's seamless, you know? Well, 85, 86, electric toms were quite popular at that time, right? So, I was about to say, yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, it's not like he was the only one doing it. Um, you know, listen to Phil Collins on oh, yeah. Invisible yeah. Touch. Or listen to Duran Duran on anything. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chaz agrees. It's a, it's a, it yeah, is it's, a tough song for a drummer it, it, because it's not on the beat, and and weird. I like that. I like that for a, a song that's released it commercially for it to have a little bit of a feel like that to it too. Because right. normally you think it's it's got to be like right on, so everybody can tap to it yeah. and dance to it. But I, I like that it has a little bit of a, a throw off. Yeah, no, there was nothing like it else like it on pop radio at the time. It really yeah. stuck out. You know? It stands apart from uh, what your typical like pop song, even back then, might have sounded like. Uh, which you know, it's Van Halen. They they have to stand out. Mm-hmm. I only found out from listening to this podcast that Alex Van Halen isn't universally acclaimed as a great drummer. Yeah. Because I just yeah. go try play his fucking stuff. Like it's, yeah, if you think it's easy, you go try and play it. it yeah. This, this show has been, I've, I've mentioned the show has been kind of a wake up call for me personally on how uh, I have viewed uh, Alex's drumming. But there are still a lot of people out there that think it was like, yeah, Van Halen's great except for their drummer. And it's like, fuck off. Yeah. I remember try years ago, one of my. Try playing the intro to Hot to Teacher. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. You got yeah. the double bass and then he kicks in with that kind of sway group years ago one of my friends said you know he just sounds the same on every song and i'm just like oh god are you kidding me you're thinking of lars ulrich my dude oh yes i'll tell you what metallica shade on my live show mark i love metallica but it's true it was a I lot had, easier for me to learn the drums to one than it was for me to learn hot for teacher. There you yeah. go. Yep. Oh yeah. I had, a, I had one of my old program directors say that uh, Van Halen is the worst, worst rhythm section at rock and roll again. <laughs> I didn't want to get fired. So I just said, you don't listen to me. Get out of my office. Telling me you listen to Van Halen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know? Every once in a while I hear journalists kind of make that, that claim like, Oh yeah, Alex Van Halen is just an unspectacular drummer. And I never, <laughs> You don't like music, okay. do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't know what to listen for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Hey! 
it sounds like Eddie also has a synth bass line in there. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sitting over sitting over top. I think I think it's doubled, right? Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think I figured hmm. it out. I could be wrong, but I think he's hitting the bass drum on the uh of the previous beat. Just the one, the one just on the one, on the one and? and uh ah, instead right. of on okay. the next on the two. I think that's what he's doing, but only on that first pass, it sounds like. Then the rest of them are on on the beat. So it's just that one measure that throws it off. And we're getting again, we're getting super drum so geeky awesome. with three drummers on it. But... <laughs> it's gonna happen. He does that all the time though. Like there's so many songs like that where you it's like fuck it, the timing's off here. I don't know where. I can't find the count. Like it's just so, and it's four four, so it should be super easy. But he's not playing it where a drummer would play it, right? Yeah. Right. Alex yeah. says that constantly about. Yeah, it. that's where he gets you. Hundred percent. The solo and cool. jump, the the break and unchained. <laughs> oh my god! I used to play in a like in a band, and we tried to play jump, and we literally had to change it because the drummer couldn't play it. <laughs> yeah, because he couldn't figure it out. I was I was like. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, it's just Alex Van Halen. Crazy, yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly you wouldn't think. I did, say that. <laughs> I did say that about the Brown sound. It's not his guitar. It's Al's snare. <laughs> <laughs> Al, Al's sound was that really was the Brown sound. Really is. I can see that. It's usually yeah. either the drummer can't play jump or the band can't figure out where the drummer's at. <laughs> so both. <laughs> Pretty much. It's never that, the drummer's fault. Never. That's funny because I felt that real hard. <laughs> you got to think about those Dave years. So much attention was, you know, everybody's eyes and ears were tuned into what Dave and Ed were doing. And then during the Sammy years, it's, you know, Sam, Sammy and Eddie and, and Sammy with his voice and Eddie just being Eddie. That Alex, a lot of times, just nobody was really focusing on what he was doing there. But I, I, I love the, 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 I always bring up that solo and jump. That might be my favorite yeah. example of it. I mean, here's a pop song, you know. Listen to what he's doing there, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit to being one of those drummers that, in a band that, that fucked up jump nightly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Tom part of the healing process. listening to the Thank entire you. catalog and really trying to listen to the individual parts, and I recommend you do that because... Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. You know, there, there, was a, there was a little, young kid who just put up a video, and he's, he's a super talented drummer. He must only be like nine, ten years old, and he did jump, and he just they, they just skipped over that part, the solo really? part, because it's like, you know, he's, he's working towards that, you know? It's not like it's... It's not like you just sit down and play, you know? So. Are there a lot yeah. of Van Halen isolated tracks out there? Yeah, there are quite a few. I mean, yeah, you could find them. Particularly with the first album, and I think maybe all of Fair Warning is out there. But like drum isolated tracks? Oh, drums? Um, yeah, somebody just put up... Uh, in fact, yeah, I, I, I found... Somebody put something up on YouTube on the songs from Diver Down and did a great job of of just splitting everything apart and where you just cool. hear the, the bass and the drums. And, and I did put it up on the news desk and I was blown away by, it, especially on, um, uh, boy, what was the song? Hang em high. I was thinking, and, Hang em high. and they isolated just, and, and, my, and Michael Anthony too, like what he's doing on that song, but him and Alex together, they just yeah. isolate those two together. Look for it. You'll find it. It's on I will. YouTube. 
yeah. I highly recommend listening to Eddie's isolated guitars too. Like his oh, guitar God. tracks, yeah. it's like life changing. So yeah. definitely do that if you haven't. Outstanding. I have a new favorite comment here. One of my favorite things about all 52 shows of yours now is every episode. <laughs> yeah. Alex yeah. Hill Appreciation Pod. He yeah. deserves it. I mean, yeah, he deserves it. Yeah. He deserves it. If it's not, not he's not going to be the one that's going to go out and tell you that. He's just, you know, he doesn't doesn't want to talk. He just keeps to himself, and he'll talk to some inside. He'll talk to drum drummer magazine. He'll do articles yeah. every now and then, but he's not he's not interested in um, taking all the credit or being a star. So maybe he doesn't really hate Sammy. He's just not talking to anybody. He probably no, doesn't even have about jump for it. tonight, but here's a, maybe a hot take. Tom says, I like the keyboard solo and jump better than the guitar solo. Hey, I don't know if I disagree nothing with, wrong that. with that. Nothing it's wrong a good with that. Solo. Both of them. Is, Both yeah. of them are great solos. Yeah. It's literally right. the only key. It's the only keyboard solo I can play. <laughs> Word. <laughs> what song All are we right. doing tonight? <laughs> We're doing this one. Let's get back to Why Can't yes. This Be Love? All right. Oh, damn it. I was about to get into that. <laughs> I fully expect Kelsey to sing along when we get there, but Mark, you've been suspiciously quiet during this song. I can see you kind of grooving out there. What do you think? Which one? You, you're Mark. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, here. I didn't hear you say Mark, so that's oh. why I, I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, I'm grooving because this is like a fantastic banger. Song. It is a banger, and it's a banging <laughs> Van Hagar era like song. And don't you tell me he can't write lyrics. Look at this. Listen to this beautifulness of what he's singing right now, man. Come on. <laughs> Only time will tell if we stand the test of time. Uh, that Take that lyric is, is, is mocked quite a bit. I didn't mind it. I don't mind that lyric. You I don't mind it either. But that's actually hilarious. <laughs> you can mock it all you want, but if you take a second of time to analyze it and then be like, you know, yeah, it, there's beauty in its simplicity. <laughs> and he's not wrong. Like, like yeah. totally, dude. Totally. <laughs> no, I just yeah, the only time will tell. <laughs> We stand and, I, and you know, listen, in this, in, on this night, we do have to change our clocks back an hour or so. I think no. it's very timely that only time will tell. <laughs> well, you guys do. In Saskatchewan, we don't do that. We keep our clocks the same. But I just looked this up. Oh, you uh, do? That's the right. The Daily Telegraph named this the eighth worst lyric of all time. That seems like Oh, come wow. on. The eighth? Really? Yeah. Eighth top ten worst lyric. I never Green Lohan has an album. <laughs> As long as Nickelback Rockstar is number one, I don't mind. I, don't give a <laughs> I remember, I remember, when, I remember when that David Lee Roth and Van Hagar, Van Halen split up, and I remember Cream Magazine had a whole whole issue about about the the rivalry and all that kind of stuff. And I remember them going off on Stammy's lyrics from Fifty One Fifty, and yeah, that, that Why Can't This Be Love was one of the ones they they came after. Disrespectful. How dare they? This is the man who wrote Dick in the Dirt. How dare they? <laughs> Dick in the Dirt, Mark. Dick in the Dirt. I, I met this man named 
getting richer. <laughs> Look, okay, I'm gonna do a separate show where I break down some horrible David Lee Roth lyrics, and yeah, and then you're all gonna see. You're all gonna. You're all gonna uh -huh. witness. <laughs> now continue. Just to piss everybody off, Eric. On the last show we did, we talked about Chuck Klosterman. And his list yeah. of he ranked the Van Halen songs. This was last. It was. He put it at yeah. the bottom, and he was I, he was trying to prove a point by it, right? I, I, there's something he wrote in there to explain yeah. why it was at the bottom, but uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, love this song. Here we go. Celine, De Celine Dion laughs at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she doesn't write any of your lyrics. So, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but see, then, you know, Sammy comes up with lyrics like mine on mine. And, and, and he's taking hits for that. You know, the guy can't win. My God. You All know? right, Kelsey, get up to the mic and get singing. Here we go. <laughs> 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 All right. What is that right there? I've always wondered. You hear a little. Do, do I hear things? It's it's. And you hear something it, like is it, somebody. Is, is, is it a reverse symbol? Yeah, from is the electronic percussion. I was thinking. Probably. Cool. It yeah, sounds cool, that. but I, I've always noticed that. I'm going to back it up. Let's, yeah, back listen it up. Yeah, listen to it. Yeah, listen to it. Pick it up on it. Yeah. yeah. Right there. Oh, that. Uh, I thought they knew it again. Yeah, it almost sounds like a reverse symbol, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. A short one, though, more like a splash, maybe. But yeah. again, yeah. something like totally. that is so cool, man. It's just like, yeah. Cool. Yeah. A little flavor. Well, Alex yeah. Answered. yeah. Alex is great for that stuff, too. Like the little, like, in. Uh, uh, out of love again. He's got that ding pop. You know, he's got that that yeah. he's got yeah. that little oh, weird thing. He does yes. cowbell and then he just says almost yeah. any Van Halen song. He's doing something different, like on a cymbal or on a hat or something, yeah. just, to, mm -hmm. just to mix it up. Yeah. And really creative. You know, it's one of those things. So Tom Petty, when they recorded Wildflowers, they, when they did their org chart for the song, so you write every song you've got, are the vocals complete, are the drums complete, are the keyboards complete, blah, blah, blah. And then the last column on that album was fuck shit up. And so that's almost one of those things where it's that thing of, well, what can we add in just to change the dynamic a little bit and to give it a little bit of extra sauce? And that little reverse symbol, that's something that's probably yeah. like, you know what, that would work yeah. really well here, right? Yeah. Well, Kevin and I praised uh, Stan Lynch when I was on. Uh, and Stan did all that stuff with the symbols, too. Man. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, by the way, this break we're going into right now is the coolest. Like the way, yeah. it, the way Alex is playing it, the way it, just the whole, the way the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. I love the doubling and just the, the noodling the, yeah. of Eddie and Sammy just going back and forth on that. And then uh, uh, the echo of the, the, the yeah. uh, that's, that's like, like, look, look at us having fun and playing together. It's just like anything oh, yeah. you sing, I can totally play. 
it's great. That, we, you know what we haven't talked Hell about yeah. a lot on this episode? We haven't talked a lot about Eddie Van Halen in terms of his guitar playing. Mm-hmm. A lot of drums, because we've got a lot of drummers on here. We've talked mm-hmm. about Mikey. We've talked about, you know. But my God, I mean, on a simple song like this, the stuff that he's still putting in there, just the little detail pieces that he's putting in, just yeah. to kind of move the song around and mm-hmm. to not let it sit stagnant. That's While the also just showing restraint, he's not over the top. He's not a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. But this is this is what I want to ask you guys. You know, guys who musicians play guitar. When it comes to solos, there are very few guitarists that when they play a solo, you really feel something mm-hmm. it, it's because you're so exposed you're just out front and every note matters and a lot of times some of the, even the best guitarists out there i'll hear a solo i'm like eh. but with that it was always every single note was perfectly chosen and the way it was played and it, to me it seems like the solo is the hardest part um in terms of again you're just front and center and it's like Show me what you got, because it's a song within a song. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that as musicians. Every like, like a lot of times yeah. I hear guitars, it almost sounds like like their their hand just freezes up when they're just trying to, you know, like I got to play something here. It's just like, what are you doing? You know, you don't even yeah. Every note the solo all together. Every note that Eddie plays in a solo is is very much purposeful, and right. that comes with the fact that I mean, he's the key songwriter here. So, like, he already knows the structure of the song. He knows what, I mean, this also comes from a guy who is uh, a master guitar player who knows his fretboard. He knows where he needs to go for every particular note. And he's also uh, a dynamic musician with, you know, all sorts of, he knows exactly what's going to keep you interested because he's trying to keep himself interested. He doesn't want to play something boring. And something that's just gonna, you know, fall stale. But it's like, well, it sounds okay with the song, so whatever, it's easy enough. It's like, no, no, no. He wants to put a little flair on it because he wants to show off a little bit. It's like he wants to remind you who he is and the yeah. fact that it's like I can do this, and like, and I'm gonna show you how uh, how artistically I can do it. But yeah. yeah, but I'm like so many shredders from you know the yeah. what it came to in the '80s. Mm-hmm. it's not just look how fast i am look how amazing i am it's it's like ah, everything is meticulous everything is soulful everything comes everything's there for a reason and it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, like in a past in a past life i was a rock critic and i was surrounded by other rock critics and i remember them the, the, you know some guy telling me at one point that uh that Eddie Van Halen was widdly widdly. It was just an, like as if oh, he's just. Come on, give me a break. You know, wow. There's no, there's no soul yeah. there. Like, give me. Yeah. Wow. That's why I'm no longer a rock critic. I couldn't handle it. Yeah. In that era, you had a lot of guitars felt that they need to shred. And again, like it's it's like they're trying to play so many notes, it almost sounds like their hand just locks up. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. what are you doing? Let Don't me tell bother. you shredding is easy like that's just the, that's just a, a technique to learn you can learn yeah. that yeah you, you have to be musical to actually make your solo stand out and sound musical you just have to have that yeah. uh, Shred, and, shredding yeah. is like an offensive term to, to guitars right that's yeah. Like, yeah some of them some some don't like well shredding yeah is like kind of too simple and it's yeah it's that because it's like if you're going to if you're going to call yourself a shredder it's like okay prove it because yeah. like now, like if you're going to use the terminology, it's like, all right, now you're setting yourself up for failure because if you don't shred and like prove that you can do it, then you know, 
Yeah, I, I just I, I hear I hear almost like Miles Davis kind of blue type of feel with Eddie too. Like he he will let things breathe. He he will yeah. uh, explore the possibilities of playing less at times. It's not like he's, you know, like that whole, like the comment he heard, like, he's just like, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Well, and that's only ever non-musicians. Are you sure you're listening to the right guy? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and yes, that, I that's did. why a guy like Vinnie Vincent never did it for me because I think Vinnie Vincent is very much just a yeah. look how many notes I can play. Oh, or Vernon I mean, even right? The, that clip of him on stage when, when he was with Kiss and Paul Stanley's like, dude, stop. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but you know what? What's crazy is, and then Vinnie has the ability to write a song like Lick It Up, which is perfectly simple, cool mm-hmm. riff. And even the solo in that song, he pulls, you know, but yeah, he felt that need to just go off on the guitar. Yeah, that was so funny. Paul Stanley that drove him nuts. <laughs> well, <laughs> as it, as it just so happens, I did do a uh, recent uh, podcast on Yngwie Malmsteen, speaking oh, yeah. of shredders. Yeah. I was just thinking of Yngwie. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's a couple different components to it. I mean, one, how comfortable you are as a player. Yeah. Two, how comfortable you are with the song. And three, letting the song speak to you in that moment. What is it making you feel? And just letting that come out in your solo. Uh, there are guitarists that plan a lot of their solos and most of the time you can tell. Yeah. But if it's, if it's somebody who's just playing in the moment and I, I don't know about Eddie, I don't know his stuff well enough to know how he did it, but uh, at least initially, and sometimes they'll do that initially and then they'll take that and refine the solo to, you know, to make it more technically sound. But if you're just playing in the moment and letting it speak to you and you're comfortable with your playing, you're going to come out with something that people are going to feel. Yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, Eddie was really just roll tape, let's play and see what comes out. Yeah. That's like Sammy said, you know, he showed up in shoeboxes of shoeboxes and shoeboxes of tapes everywhere. And Eddie's just like, oh. All right, yeah. let's put this one in. <laughs> Whereas, like, like Jimi Hendrix, who would say, okay, yeah. that's what I played. Now let me layer 10 other things over the top right. of that so that you don't yeah. even hear what I did initially. And uh, I, I like, you know, I like guitarists like Eddie and like Richie Blackmore, who just, I didn't plan it. I didn't write, I just played it. And that's what you get. Because I, I identify yeah. as a musician, but also as a fan of music, it makes me feel something. And if the song doesn't make me feel something, why am I listening to it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that thing, like I was going to just say that, and to build on that, you know, Eddie's always recognized, he's changed guitar in forever because he popularized and sort of perfected finger tapping. So when everything, you know, followed from that, but what he did was like most guitarists and Mark, I'll maybe just get you to back me up on this. Most guitarists, if they're soloing, they follow patterns. They've got certain phrases and certain scales they're going to play around and they'll change things here and there, but it's going to sound fairly similar no matter what they're playing. Van Halen didn't do that. Eddie Van Halen plays a solo, and the solos that he plays, they all sound different. They've all got these weird little twists and licks and turns and things that you're not expecting. So, like you said, I think it's that thing of, well, how do I feel when I'm playing this? And it was never the same, never the same thing twice, right? It right. wasn't written, and I like a written solo. Eric Stewart from 10CC, brilliant guitarist. All his solos were meticulously written. But to get someone like that who can play at that speed, that precision, that tempo, and that rhythm and meter, but change it every time, it's it's just it gives you a different sort of hallelujah moment. I think as a listener, right? Yeah. 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 
All right, guys. Yeah. We got hours and hours of that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, there's it's a song little... we're covering here. Let's listen to a little. Sorry for Mark, I know you love that vocal delivery there, don't you? Of course I do. Everything on that Sammy does on this album is just gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Name I'm one bad track. Oh, I guess Inside. But name a bad track other than Inside off of 51. <laughs> I, I like Inside. I like the riff. Inside's cool. The, it's like, the, you had the groove. I, the lyrics are kind of goofy, and it was like it was a goof or the whatever they were doing. Let me rephrase. Everything Sammy does vocally on 5150 is gold. <laughs> I agree. Musically inside was great. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gotta love it. Makes you, know, you think of simpler times. You talk at Mark, though. I know that you're a huge Sammy fan, as am I. But mm -hmm. it's funny that this is the lead single from a new era of Van Halen, but Sammy never cuts loose on this one, really. Yeah. He doesn't no, get into he doesn't. that big, yeah. he's not into the big sort of screamy, Dave Lee Roth can't do this shit range. He's just sitting in that in the pocket and just delivering something that, you know, again, suits the song, right? It's true. He uh, he waits until you get to the fourth track before he like really kind of like lets yeah. loose and shows yeah. you exactly how. Uh, no, no, uh, dreams. Uh, oh, dreams. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Dreams, yeah. When he when he just lets his vocal range just go, you know, pardon the pun, higher. And uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, and that's that's a credit, uh, of course, to you know the producer as well. But I mean, uh, yeah, he's kind of in this song for sure. He's that's that's Sammy holding back. Like, think about that. Like, listen to what he's doing vocally in this, which a lot of prime in their 20s vocalists i can attest to this cannot do any of those cannot yeah. cannot do it cannot yeah. hit his notes cannot hit his range and this is sammy holding back so At 38 uh, 38 years old right <laughs> see i man mm, i'm not 38 yet but i still I, i'm close and i can't i yeah. i don't know that I, I could hang with a lot of early hagar vocal stuff just a baby, just a baby, Mark. You know, though, there is the possibility that he did record more and they just edited it out when they did the master mix. They might have yeah. said, you know, this yeah. is going to be a commercial release. Let's have yeah. it dialed back a little bit more straightforward. We'll save it the gems for the rest of the album. I mean, I, I don't know that that's the case, but there always is that possibility. Tom is not a fan of the lyrics are good enough. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to fight you on that one, Tom, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to hazard a guess here. I'm going to. I'm going to predict here. Let's everybody on the count of three, give me your up or down. I have a feeling I know which way this is going to go. Somebody might surprise me. Eric Senich, I'm looking at you uh, to see which way your thumb goes. How about on the count of three? Everybody give me your vote. I'm going to play the sound clip once. Here we go. Three, two, one. If Eric had voted that down, I would have blamed COVID. 
<laughs> Another unfortunate side effect of COVID. I can't appreciate Sammy Hagar. Can't appreciate uh, Sammy Hagar. Dude, I have so Bad many taste. great memories to that song. I mean, like Mark was saying, simpler times, and uh, my God, so many Van Halen songs, but that one in particular, just like every time I'd hear it come uh, either on the radio or being in a bar, and somebody plays it on the jukebox, like myself. Yeah. Uh, well, how, where did that come from? But no, you know, but you know, what's cool is every time I pop it into the jukebox, I always love like just everybody in the room was grooving to it. You mm -hmm. know, no matter if you're a fan or not, they knew the song and they're grooving to it. Yeah. That's love best. everything about it. Great yeah. fucking track. Uh, yeah. Kevin, words on it? Well, I just kind of feel that we ruined it for Kelsey because you just wanted to listen to the song and groove out. And we all we just spent like <laughs> Sorry, 50 Kelsey. minutes talking about minutiae of you. Kind of drum geek. Boring assholes, you know. <laughs> well, Kelsey's uh, like, I, I don't give a fuck about the snare. Play the song. <laughs> Kelsey, you have the floor to uh, speak, speak about why can't this be love? Um, well, I, I mean, too. I was just jam Well, yeah, because like I'm like always worried. A, I have a dog over here. So sometimes she just like barks and like I would hate. So, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> so just in case, like when I'm not talking, I try to do that. But also, like you guys, you guys were talking and I'm just back here listening. I was listening like I was chilling and like, I don't mind. I love hearing like people because like I know what I think about it. I love hearing what other other people have to say and like what you guys break down. And it's interesting what you guys notice about the song versus like what I noticed about the song. And I was just grooving the whole time. So, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I love this song. I, it's it's a bang it's a banger. It is indeed a banger, Heath. I I remember when Van when Van Hagar came out and split happened in Vegas. I I, I had mixed feelings, right? Because I was <laughs> a total Roth guy. They were my band. I was so excited. I loved them. I loved everything about Van Halen with Roth. And then they came out with Sammy. And even at the age of what was I, 15, 16, even at that age, I remember you know, not thinking like, ah, this is not Dave. This is not Dave. What's going on here? But, but even then, I was like, this is a great song. This is an undeniably great song. I've always thought it. Uh, yeah, I still think it today. There you go. Uh, Scott Askin, uh, words on Why Can't This Be Love? Well, uh, I don't have a dog, but I do have sea monkeys, and they're usually pretty quiet. Um, they, they're not—they're not big enough to to make a sound. Uh, yeah, I, I dug it. It's it's a cool song. It's got a good feel to it. I like the keyboard. I don't think it's too intrusive on the song. I think there's a really nice balance of keyboard with the guitar and bass backing it up. The one thing I noticed at the end was that Alex switched to uh, you know from the hats and ride. He switched to a crash cymbal. Yeah, and I normally don't like a lot of that, but I think they mixed it in well because a lot of times it just cuts through the mix and, and it hurts something else in a song too much uh, but i thought they balanced it really well it, it, so kudos to the engineer on this one too oh yeah for sure so uh for me <laughs> this, yeah, yeah there you go uh for me yeah this song is uh, it's just nostalgia in all the best ways because it uh helped this song is one that helped kind of inform my uh, fandom for van halen in the first place so uh, a lot of love there. That's probably this song is one of the reasons why I probably have more of an affinity to uh, to the Sammy era. Just be, and not to mention just from a technical standpoint, vocally he's better. I'm sorry, he is. Uh, but uh, I just this song in particular is kind of what brought me to the side of, of Van Halen in the early days before I like really started to doing 
uh, really started to do the deep dive. Uh, so I will always be grateful for that. And it will always have a special place in my heart. Um, and I mean, what else could we possibly say about it that we haven't already said, but, uh, Corey, any final thoughts on <laughs> nice Kevin, any final <laughs> thoughts on, uh, why can't this be love? Tell you what, I just got back from a bathroom break, so I don't even know what the fuck you guys were talking about. <laughs> Tell us why you love this album and why you think Sammy's a superior vocalist. <laughs> he is a superior vocalist. He's got a better voice, but there I love Fifty One Fifty is one of my favorite Van Halen albums of all time. Uh, aside from Inside, I can't pick a bad track on it. Uh, this and Fuck are my favorite uh, Sammy albums. Uh, this is a perfect song. It's a perfect ballad. It's a perfect, you know, it's got a little backbone to it. Love everything about it. I put the Twitter poll up. Currently, 100% what dreams are made of. Wow. Uh, everybody right. agrees with us so oh, far. Wow. So, I've never uh, seen 100%, yeah. I don't think. It's, I don't it won't think it's last, happened, but no. yeah, yeah. it's great that it's there now. Yeah. That's interesting for a song that's, you know, so well known and commercially successful, because a lot of times, like like you were saying earlier, Mark, people just get sick of hearing it and they're like, I don't like this mm -hmm. song anymore. And they'll vote it down just because of that. So that's yeah. pretty cool. But Mark, I, I hope by the time the show's over, you'll pick a singer that you like better than the other one. I mean, you're so on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's really frustrating. <laughs> Apologies to Gary. That's all I'll say. Oh, here we go. I disagree with Klosterman. I think this song is a good bridge between the Van Halen era. Yeah. So yeah, I would totally agree with that too. I have a question. Yes. Do all of you remember when this happened? Did it, did it cut off? Did it, did it cut off? It did. <laughs> yeah. Do all of you remember like when this happened? Like when they split up? Because I was not alive. So, <laughs> so I'm very, but like, I mean, like, I'm very curious to hear like what you guys like were thinking and like what this song had an impression on you, like when it came out after, obviously, because like, I, was I didn't get to experience any of that. Yeah. So that's what I'm curious about. I we should we should totally go we should totally go around and do this because I think this is a really interesting part of that's why it'd be an yeah. interesting discussion and I would love to hear yeah. it. Yeah. So who wants to start? Pete. Who's gonna Pete start? Wants to start. I probably had the smallest <laughs> sure. story, so I'll I'll start. Okay. Uh I I knew who Van Halen was. I knew like jump in Panama. I, I heard they split and I went, okay. And then I heard they were getting back together with Sam and I went, okay. Uh, that's interesting because I knew Sammy's solo stuff a little bit uh, and then when I saw them at Monsters of Rock uh, would have been with Sammy they, they headlined in Denver and uh, we had planned on leaving before they came on but we stayed for a couple songs and I went okay and then we left so I even back then I was the most medium Van Halen fan ever Love. <laughs> Kelsey's making us all feel old go ahead Heath I was so invested in the whole thing yeah I was pissed I was I was so invested in the whole thing. I remember having some kind of altercation with some guy. I almost got my ass kicked over it. I had some kind of altercation <laughs> with the guy. And I was 15, 14 years old. And, 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 and he was telling me that it had happened. And this was before the internet and everything. You didn't know. You didn't right. It's something you didn't know. And he said that they broke up. And I said, no, no. And I remember we had an altercation. And he was bigger than me. I almost got my ass kicked. <laughs> when yeah, someone like, told me eddie died i literally went nice try yeah. it was like MTV and cream, cream magazine and i think heavy metal or, or there was a hit parade i think was another one and like if you didn't read the trade magazines or you didn't watch mtv uh you really would not know what was going on in the music world at all yeah 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 right and the news came late always too right because because yeah. of the way magazines came out you know mm -hmm. a month mm -hmm. later after the news or whatever right like yeah, yeah. 
or if you happen to catch the DJ in between songs yeah. when they announce something, it was it was not yeah. easy to get information back then. No. Fuck, we're really showing our age, boys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What'd you say, yeah. Sonny? Because <laughs> for me, like, I, I think I talked about with uh, about this with you guys the first time I came on the pub was, to me, when I got introduced to Van Halen, it was my, my best friend uh, from high school who passed away a few years ago. And it, I only knew Van Halen as Sammy Hagar because it was 5150, OU812. And I think, well, I think maybe OU812 came out and said, listen, so... When I heard Dave Lee Roth, I'm like, oh, what the f- who is that like? Is that Eddie Van Halen singing? Like, who, who is this guy? Oh, no. They had a singer before that. Is the way he said it. Oh, yeah, that is like for seven albums. And he was the guy who started the band. So my introduction to it really colored my, um, the way I listened to Van Halen for so many years. And again, I'll say that this podcast really reintroduced me to Dave Lee Roth and has made, made me listen to him as a vocalist, and yeah, okay, we talk about that, and we say Sammy Hagar can sing rings around pretty much any rock vocalist, bar a few, but you try to say, try to sing Dave Lee Roth vocals, they're not quite as easy as you think they are to start. You can sing the notes, and you can get the pitch right, but not Mm -hmm. quite the same delivery. He's a very soulful, bluesy, weird kind of singer, because he's not really a singer. He's a showman, he's a barker, he's a carnival guy. He's not really a vocalist, so it's it brings this different weird energy to those songs right so kevin called david lee roth a carney let it be known. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that what it is kevin because usually when i try it's just like are those really the words if it if it makes kelsey feel any better uh 5150 happened a year before i showed up <laughs> So, Word. <laughs> yeah. So by the by Come the time on. I know, I know, I told you. Uh, by the time I was versed in Van Halen at all, they are to me they had two singers already, and that was because my parents had told me, "Hey, this is that same band you were listening to, just with a different singer." And I'm like, wow. Okay. You know, it, right? I'm a kid, so you know, I don't I don't know any better. Uh, other than that, it was just kind of like I don't know who I like better. I, I don't. I'm not thinking of it that way. It's the same band. It's all. It's the same. Yay! You know, it would later when I became uh, cynical and uh, kind of a ornery bastard. That was like, okay, now I have opinions about everything. And right. this is the this is anyway. Um, but it's still Van Halen. That's the yeah. thing. Like we we say Van Hagar, and that's kind of like a fun little jab in a way. But like, it's all Van Halen. It's yeah. the same band of a different era and 5150 uh was just a sort of wake-up call of like hey here's our next era uh but we're still the same band like it's still unequivocally still eddie and alex mm-hmm. uh, you, you can't deny that um you know be pro roth all you want be pro sammy be pro Gary, like Michael Green over there. Uh, that's cool. Good for you. You still can't deny that it's still the same band, uh, just of different eras. So that if there's nothing that we can convey at all in the show except for one thing, let it be that. Now, before uh, Eric gives the absolute perfect answer to this question, I'll just jump in real quick. And, uh, I'll echo the sentiments of both Tom, who said, I came into Van Halen with 1984, so I was emotionally invested in the switch. And see uh-huh. Erickson, one who said, same as Tom, I'm a Dave era guy, but I got into Van Halen right when the split happened. Mm-hmm. And I was too young to really care. Uh, I was 10 uh, when 1984 came out. And that was my introduction to Van Halen. Uh, so I was 11 when 5150 came out. And I didn't care. I just liked both. 
I, I barely remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, much less what I was doing when I was fucking 10. But uh, I, I remember loving like the big three from 1984 and that whole album and then really loving 5150. So when, when you're 10, 11 years old, it doesn't really matter. Now, Eric is, I believe, going on 73 years old. He might have a little different perspective here uh, on the yeah. switch. Maybe let us know. Yeah, I mean, the two pays. there's a there was this idea that dave officially left the band on april fool's day 1985 and that never was the case it was never really it was never officially announced it was one of those things where in july or august of 85 uh rolling stone had interviewed eddie and Eddie just, oh, by the way, um, we're looking for another singer. Dave's out. Dave wants to be a movie star. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and nobody, Rolling Stone never thought to do a huge article on it. I mean, this was the biggest band in the world. So then Sammy shows up at Farm Aid, September of 85, with, with Ed. And Great performance. Out. One of yeah, my and, favorite performances. So now people are like, oh, something's not right. And, uh, you know, and, and then eventually there's a new album with Sam. I mean, eventually it hits, you know, they, it's now it's, it's, it's out. Radio stations are talking about it. It's in print. Sammy's the new singer of Van Halen, but it wasn't like, it was never official. So it, it, for me, I was uh, 14 when, when this, so 13 or 14, when all this went down, I, I wasn't, into Van Halen yet. So it, it didn't matter to me. I just remember, uh, I just remember that, wow, Sammy Hagar's the singer, you know, that's the, I can't drive 55 guy. Right. You know, but I was a kid, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I just hadn't jumped on board yet. I, I, it, it just didn't register. And then when I was, and then when I was, uh, and when I was in high school, my friends were just banging on me like, man, you got to hear this band. You got to have, like, I know who Van Halen is, of course. I hear the songs on the radio. I know who they are. You know, I know the hits. Oh, you got to, you got to go deeper. You got to, now I had, I have an older brother who had the vinyl, the Van Halen one and two, and children. But, but I, that was going to be, you know, that, that wasn't going to happen yet. I wasn't going to be exposed to the Dave era yet. I, what I did was I, my older brother, my, my other older brother, my, my next youngest, had uh, the Sammy stuff. He had 5150. He had OU812. My friends had those two. And I remember the summer of 88 hearing When It's Love constantly. And I said, okay, let's give it a listen. And I listened to 5150. And that was the first complete album I listened to by Ben Halen. And my mind was blown. It was just fucking blown. Like, I never, I never felt anything like that before. It was just a high that... And I just, I, the, 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 just, I flipped the cassette over again, played it again. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is amazing. From there, I was just going back and listening to all of the Dave Eris, because my older brother said, you got to hear this. Drops the needle on one, and then he drops the needle on two. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, this is cool shit. But it never, it was like, like what Mark was saying, it never, it wasn't like this chasm between Dave Eris and Samir for me. It was Van Halen and... Look, I wanted Dave back in the band because I still, I love Dave to this day, huge fan. And I loved his solo shit. I loved Eating and Smile, I loved Skyscraper. And I'm like, I know, I just wish I could have been, you know, old enough to have been there during that period, man. And, you know, the nostalgic feel or the, 
not nostalgic, but more was like a mythology. Like, what was it like? You know, there was no YouTube. So it's like, what the fuck was that like to go to see Van Halen when they were in their prime and fucking Dave doing the splits off the stages and Eddie just... I agree. Just, you know, <laughs> fucking fire, you know? But, but again, at the same time, it was, you know, the shit they were putting out was standing. Loved, loved it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and went to see them live and all that. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's odd how, oh, by the way, it was when Dave was out. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't think he ever... My, my feeling is he never thought that Eddie was going to go full out and now we're going to just go, we're, we're moving on with Van Halen. We're not, he thought, I think Eddie was just going to do his own thing, do a solo project, not call it Van Halen, which is why Dave made it clear that the crazy from the heat EP songs were sounded nothing like Van Halen. And that was his whole point was like, I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to get in on that. This is going to be me on the side, and it's going to be clear. It's it's a solo project, and, and then we'll just go back to it. He told Letterman in, in January of 1985, we're going back into the studio in like a month or two. We're going to go back together, and everything's good. And so, and I just I don't think he ever saw that coming. How could anybody expect that? I mean, we've had Back in Black with Brian Johnson, and we saw what, he, right. what happened there, but that's like an anomaly. So he had to have been just like, don't worry, just, I'll do my thing. I'll put together, eat them and smile. They do their thing, whatever they're going to do. And then, then 5150 comes out and blows up and it's a huge hit. Now you got, now you got a war going on between the two sides and it's on. And that was the drama that, that, there was that whole, holy shit. What did Dave say about Sam? What did Sam say about And what, 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 you know, and then they have these documentaries on MTV, rockumentaries, you know, and they make comments about, it was funny because, you know, Eddie used to be like, you know, back with the old singer. He wouldn't even say their He wouldn't even say his name. You know, like Sammy said, that guy, they, they, they wouldn't even say Dave's name. I mean, he would, he, you couldn't even bring him up. And, uh, yeah, man, it was just, it was, it was a great time. I, I tell you, Kelsey, you admit, I mean, that's the one that you admit, like for me, I, I, it's, it's how I feel about the Dave era or even how I feel about the sixties, you know, with, with, with Woodstock what the fuck was that like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, Van Halen was it. There was no band bigger than them. You had Guns N' Roses and you had, yeah, all that, but nobody was as cool as that fucking band was. The, the music, it, it was just apart from everything else that was out there. All these guys, you know, doing all this shit, you know, it was the, 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 the music powerful and that feeling of a concert, a Van Halen concert. Oof, man, I got the fucking goosebumps just thinking about it. Fucking hair rising up. The summer before. So when the lights go down and you hear Alex, and then all of a sudden, where is he? Where is he? And you hear fucking Ed come out with that guitar. You're like, holy shit. And, you know, it was like when they came to town, it was like the fucking, the whole town shut down. It's like, we're going to see, you know. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was insane, it, you know. So when it all went to shit in the late in the late nineties, that was that was like this isn't happening. This is not ha- this is so weird. And then people mm-hmm. talking shit about Eddie and the, how the, the the Van Halen three album sucks. Mm-hmm. All that. Wow, what the fuck? And then all those years went by where nothing was going on. But oh, he's back. Hold on, no. After the ninety six thing, I remember that. He's like, did you see people go ape shit in that in that crowd at the MTV Awards? Mm-hmm. You know, and that goes to shit. And then 
it was this long, dark period. And it was like, it was like in denial, you know? I got my Van Halen tattoo when they were at the fucking lowest peak. My ex-girlfriend said, what do you want? I said, I want a Van Halen tattoo. And it was like 2004. <laughs> and the guy, the guy was putting it on. He's like, oh, you're a fan, huh? Like I could tell, like, he's just like, who likes them anymore, you know? Wow. Yeah. It's respectful. But in the day, man, everybody, everybody that, that was your age knew who Van Halen was. Yeah. yeah. They knew. And that's why it's great to, to me and maybe the other old guys on the panel, but this whole divide between Sammy and Dave, Kyle raises an interesting question here. Are there ever any never Sammys out there that eventually warmed up to him in Van Halen? In my experience, the 100% Dave guys never did. No. Like, it, it's so split. It, it's crazy to me. No, it's, it's yeah. If you go, I mean, when you look at the comments on VHND, whenever we put up something on Sammy, the vitriol towards Sammy is yeah. it's crazy. mind-boggling. Like, it really and surprises then, me. Yeah. You know, and then you put something up on the reverse on Dave and, and just the hatred towards Dave. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that's been the part, that's the problem with the legacy of Van Halen is that you've got this fucking elephant in the room that's just like, you know, that's why this tribute can't go forward. It's probably, yeah. Yeah. you know, like Sammy said, Dave probably doesn't want me there. It could be you know? an amazing sounding group. But nobody will care because everybody will shit all over it before hearing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And think about Ed has to deal with that shit all the time. And that's why he stopped doing interviews. He got sick of it. Yeah. Because like he was trying to, he's just doing what he wanted to do. He, he, he did appreciate the fans, but you know, at some point, you know, he's gotta, he's gotta try something that he wants to do. I mean, it was really his band. I mean, really him and Al started that band. And It's in the name. Um, yeah. you know, and, and then when Van Halen three bombs, it's like, you know, guys, give him a break. I mean, every fucking great band has, has an album that doesn't do well. Let's relax. But it was so vicious that he just said, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not making another album. That's what he, like Wolfgang was the one who said, let's do an album. Otherwise Eddie was just like, why? Why bother? Yeah. You know, yeah. why bother? The frustrating thing about Van Halen, they've been, they've been, yeah, they should be regarded as one of the greats. And I think, I think in today's generation, so much they're not. Or the last couple generations, I think, and and they've and uh, and it's because they they they've really done a crappy job of caretaking, being crappy caretakers of their legacy. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, yeah. There's there's no Brian May and Roger Taylor with Queen, right? There's no exactly. There's no Jimmy Page like there is in Zeppelin, who always yeah. keeps it alive. Well, Jimmy Page is another. Yeah. Corey, we talked. We talked about this tonight, right? We did, yeah. But legacy, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And you know, every that, that's the thing. The argument is you, you, you could you can look at it, I guess, two different ways. There are people that just like, get pissed off at that. Like, come on, Al. You know what are you doing, man? Let's go out. Yeah. You know, go out there and do, do re-releases and box sets and do this and do that. But if he doesn't want it, he doesn't want it. It's, it's but I, yeah, I mean, it's really up to us, the fans, to keep the legacy going. It's it shows like this. It's you know, it's it's sharing the music with other people. And yeah. I, the, the, the night that Eddie died, I remember this kid was. I, I went downtown and, and I went for a walk, and there's this kid on a bike. He must have been like 13, 12, 13 years old, and he's he's playing Van Halen music, just blasting it. And I don't know if it's the first time he was ever listening because Eddie died. Now he's, <laughs> you know, the interest is there, but you know that that's the shit. This music won't die, but but um. 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's no, there will be no, there will be no We Will Rock You movie. There will be yeah. no. That's the problem. You can't have like if you have if you have a fucking tribute like Taylor Hawkins or what they did for Freddie Mercury when he died. You know. Yeah. Can, can you imagine what it would? what it's going to feel like if it ever happens when you get that, like just the whole crowd, say they're, they're playing at uh, who knows, play somewhere like, you know, in LA, you know, where they're home, they're home, California, like the whole stadium, just screaming, chanting Eddie. Eddie yeah. Yep. Eddie. At the end, you know, everybody's up there. Big picture of Ed. Fucking tears will be coming down my face, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody's face, you know. <laughs> Even sure. the face at the Wembley show, the Taylor yeah. Hawkins when Wolf got up there and played the oh. three songs. Yeah, yeah. So holy. hey, do we want it? Yeah, but. I like this comment here, as if Sammy we'll held see. the band hostage and forced Eddie to play keyboards and only write yeah, down. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, Van yeah. Halen bros play. Um, so imagine him, Sammy Hagar with a gun to Alex Van Halen said, you got to play electric talk right, and you got to play keyboard and let, let's yeah. fucking go. No, that didn't. Well, I, I, Sammy said that. He goes, these are the songs that were brought to me. Exactly. Yeah, he didn't write the music. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and too, I mean, it's, it's fair to say that every time you change out a band member of any position, they're going to bring an influence and a slight change in the music. Yeah. You know, when, when Steve Morse joined Deep Purple, they started doing things in odd time signatures because yeah. Richie was like a 4-4 guy, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that one influence changed the music. So they get a different singer. They go, this is the sound that we're going to have, and they write in in you know observance of that it's going to change the way that they write the music those things are just very natural progressions and the problem with the fans is that they expect the band to always be exactly the same they don't want them to grow they don't want them to experiment i like this album that's what i always want this band to do and they can't reproduce the same thing album after album it's just going to happen but a lot of people they just can't handle that and then they find reasons to start picking the band apart or it's because this guy came into the band so he's the problem it isn't the fighting that led to the first breakup you know like that caused the band to split in the first place it's the new guy because they they changed direction and it's very unfair to the musicians and Mm -hmm. it's very unfair to the fans themselves because they're not being open-minded to giving the new music a chance because they've got that preconceived it's not what i wanted it to be so i'm not gonna like it and the band's already fighting an uphill battle with those people you know that's a really good point i'm gonna give you the middle square now (laughs) <laughs> nice. I'm bumping Kevin down to the bottom. He's not contributing enough. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that, that, he was agreeing with me. <laughs> that leads to the question: What what does that band owe the fan? You know, nothing. Not a goddamn nothing. thing. What do they owe? I mean, if 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 you've put in the time to to record an album and and make these songs and you, you worked your ass off uh, and you go out there and now that people are buying that product what more does the band owe you i don't understand yeah. no. why 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 did why like why why is it a problem that metallica makes an album called lulu with lou reed and and and, and okay so it sucks and and okay but why is that what why why is that offensive to you <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like, it's like why, what is it they owe you yeah. 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 Like you almost want to like shake some of you. Like they don't owe you that much. They, you don't know these people. They're not, you know, you're not. They don't owe, they don't, friends they don't, they don't owe you anything. No, they, I mean, they put, I they put art out there and you engage with it or you don't. That's the end of it. It's, it's, it's just that simple, right? If you don't like there's loads of stuff by Queen that I don't love. There's lots of stuff by, I don't know, fucking U2 that I don't like. But the stuff that I like, I engage with. 
that's that's what you do. You don't say, or, well, that yeah. sucks. So that's their fault, and I hate them for that. It's such nonsense. Or during those during those years when when Ed was in that dark place, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. none of our business. Yeah. So then the assumptions are he's sitting on his ass all day. He's all the, we we've read all the comments online. Lazy. What are they doing all day with their time? Hey, his mother died. He got cancer. Yeah. His fucking band blew up. Even if none of that happened, what if he is just going through a period? Right. Yeah. This and, is and, like... in, other, in other words, they were just yeah. like, you know, literally there'd be comments, you know, they, he, he owes us an explanation or he owes us another album. And yeah. What's he doing? Like, no. no. You know what? Honestly, if Eddie Van Halen had only ever written that guitar part for "I'm the One," in terms of impact on music, that's fine. Culturally, yeah, that guy's a legend just on that one song. So whatever else yeah. he chooses to give us, just you should just probably the, the, say thanks for that. You got me square kid, camera. That was a good point. This was a shy kid who 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 was not walking around <laughs> like I'm the shit. He was, he, you know, he he he. Uh, he Trying to get up on stage. This is all, you know, he yeah. He had a lot of things that were going through his mind. A lot of things he was pissed off about, bummed out about. Who knows? But that's his business. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, it, it was sad to see, like, the comments on the on these message boards as you get into the early 2000s and stuff. And, and I'm sure that, had, that he must have been just like, because I know he did say at some point something like, why bother him? I think it was the uh, I think it was the '04 tour around there with the Sammy. Like they wanted to make a full album, and it just it, he was so angry, you know. And and when somebody's angry, there's something wrong. Like I call it something like empathy. Like something's not right. Like if this guy was a sweetheart of a guy for 40, 50 some odd years, and now he's angry all the time, worry about him. Like something. Yeah, like, right. Do you need yeah. something? You know. Instead, it was more like you know, let's push him out on stage and let's. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where with Sammy. It's like. He was a mess. He, yeah. Like he couldn't even, you couldn't even, uh, couldn't figure out what he was playing. You know, like some of the songs and why are you putting them out there? Well, it's the business. It's, that's the business, though. That's why it's called show yeah. business, not show fun, right? I mean, that's the old yeah. saying. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It just was, in yeah. radio, uh, met Eddie on that 2004 tour, and Alex was just apologizing to everybody because Eddie was, you know, really yeah. drunk at the time and like. He'd pose for a quick picture, then he'd fuck off. And Alex, like, I'm really, really sorry for my brother. You know, he's going through really, time. yeah, and yeah. It was, it's heartbreaking yeah. to hear that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and Alex went through that. He, he, he beat it a long time ago. He stayed sober, and uh, for him to see that, um, yeah. the, pre- the pressure that was on Eddie. I'll tell you though something. I, one, one thing I'll, I'll just because I, mean, I think we need to lift the mood here. What I was going to say was, <laughs> yeah, another introduction to Van Halen for me was Live Without a Net. Mm-hmm. And to me, rock yeah. and roll sometimes gets bogged down in sort of taking itself a little bit too seriously. When you watch that video, that's just four men on stage playing instruments, singing songs, and having a fucking great time doing it. Yeah. And it comes across. That's not faked. They're not putting that on. They're just there playing it and having fun playing those songs. Oh, and yeah. to me, that's what Van Halen is. That's, it's that band where it's like, this is just fun to listen to. Yeah. You know, yeah, even, like, even Pleasure Dome, even though it's about seven minutes long or seven years long, whatever it is, it's still <laughs> just a bit of fun. Like it's, you can connect oh, with it. It's, it's all fun. Right? It's, yeah. it's the sound of fun. It's the sound of youth. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, man, just catching a buzz, getting ready to go out with my friends and had to hear Eddie's guitar, had to hear yeah. Sammy's voice, had to hear Dave's voice, had to hear. And it was fun just, 
is the key fun. word. Yes, uh, it's not it's not show fun. It's show biz. And Van Halen was both <laughs> show biz and show fun. And that is the That's kind right. of show we like to have is the fun one. You before guys. Before you wrap, Mark, before you yes. wrap, somebody left a comment here. I want to see if anybody gets the reference because oh, okay, I do. Okay. And I love this reference. Let's see if anyone else gets it. Chaz says, you can't have Salamato's Van Halen. Does anybody know what that's from? Because I do and I love it. I'm lost. I feel like I should I should know this. But I, I don't too, but... Anyone? No. Eddie and the Cruisers. Oh. Michael Perret movie. <laughs> Is that a line? Sal- yeah, Sal- yeah, Eddie and the Cruisers in that movie. Salamato. <laughs> Well, that's why we're on the Deep Dive Podcasting Network because Corey brings you deep cut references that nobody <laughs> understands, but yeah, but he does, and that's what makes it Watch special. Watch it. It's a good movie, but on I'm going to bring this up here. We, on the dark side, yeah. we, we have Jerry a poll Capper. up right now for both these songs, and I'll bring it up here for everybody here. Uh, Tattoo is 78.6, What Dreams Are Made Of, 21.4, This Dream Is Over, but Why Can't This Be Love, 85.7%. What uh, fourteen point three? Uh, this year is over. We had a tweet from John Mariano. It oh. was me. Happy anniversary, boys! <laughs> Son of a bitch, Buster Mariano, you bastard! <laughs> I just what was that dude from the 007 movies underneath there? What the hell was that? Oh, I sent him a gif of uh, That's happy Gilmore. Yeah, Mark said that. of the guy that plays Jaws bending a golf club in half from uh, Happy Gilmore. Yes, from Happy Gilmore. Uh, that's a threat to Mariano. He knows why. <laughs> one of these days one of these days well, the next backtracks uh aerosmith revisited podcast we go to record if mariano's sitting there like a pretzel bent over his microphone i'm gonna know i'm gonna know what happens yeah <laughs> yeah i, I have to say could be here tonight one one thing that's really cool about like the bands that i grew up with being like you know uriah heap deep purple yes uh emerson lincoln palmer like going and seeing those bands live now it is just fun on stage. You know, Mick Box wa- walks out on stage to play with Uriah Heep. The smile is on his face from the time he walks out until the time he leaves the stage and probably yeah. another hour after. These guys are doing it now because it's just what they do. It's fun for them. And I, I wish we would have been able to see Van Halen get to that point because I think that as they would have gotten older and, you know, all those arguments and all the little things and all the fan comments would have just subsided and they would have just been out there doing it because they wanted to. Yeah. Oh, well, man, yes. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Oh, oh. oh. I was going to spin the wheel again. Do you want to go again? <laughs> I got a third in me. Let's do this thing. Oh man! No, yeah, I'm in beer run. Would <laughs> <laughs> be uh, that uh, uh, always leave them wanting more, Corey. That's okay. that's the saying, isn't it? Good so, call. Good call. so on that note, you guys, we did it. We have made it through Woo! the anniversary, the first anniversary of, and the podcast will rock. We did it. It is done, and uh, with that, I, we, Corey and I could not have done this without the uh, support of people, including those on the panel. So please, uh, let's go around the table. You guys, thank you f- for joining us so much. Tell the people what you got going on. Plug your stuff, anything you want. Uh, who's got the floor? Heath McCoy, you got the floor. Buy my book, Pain and Passion, The History of Stampede Wrestling. Uh uh, Corey, I remember you said it wasn't available. It, I found out it's because uh, of COVID. Everything's coming back late from the printers, but it's still in print. You can get it on Amazon. 
uh, ECW Press, you can get it. And I'm on Twitter, Van Heathen, uh, Van Heathen. I'm Van Heathen on Twitter, vanheathen.com. ECW, man. ECW is good. There you go. ECW is cool, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mr. Uh, Greg Redoff, I think, is under ECW. He is in Canada, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, we wish Renoff a, a speedy recovery. Sorry you couldn't join us on the show, but uh, you were here in spirit, my dude. Uh, Kevin Brown, tell the people. Yeah, you can follow me uh, on Twitter, at Tom Petty Project, on my new thing, at Queen Seaside, which is my Queen podcast. But you know what? Just go follow these guys. Follow everyone else on this podcast or on this, this show because they're all way funnier than I am, and they're much more fun to follow on Twitter. So go follow Kelsey and Corey and Heath and Eric and Scott and everybody else. Well, uh, Kelsey, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being uh, uh, our, our resident uh, rockin' lady. We appreciate you, <laughs> as always. Uh, tell the people what you got going on. Unmute yourself. <laughs> okay, hello. <laughs> um, I told you, you said it's, it's late here. It's past midnight for me, so... Um, but I'm Kelsey Van Halen, pretty much anywhere, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, one more thing I want to promote. I Right after Eddie died, my friend asked me to make her a playlist of like all my favorite Eddie songs. So I have one on Spotify. It's called Eruption. And if any of you are interested, I can tweet it if you're like curious to hear more Van Halen. So, yeah. Yes, please tweet it. That'd be great. Cool. There you go. Do that. That's awesome. Uh, Scott. What do you got going on? Oh, man. Uh, okay, well, the easiest place to find me is probably my website, scotthaskin.com. Uh, my website will be getting a huge update tomorrow, but currently I have a book trilogy coming out later this month. My band, Era Patches, our album just got released this week, A-R-A-P-A-C-I-S. Uh, it's on Bandcamp now. will be coming out in uh, CD shortly. And um, yeah, uh, my podcast, Uriah Heath the Magician's podcast, and also the Haskin Cast podcast. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place, but the hub for everything is the website. Hell Yeah websites that's good uh remember that Corey. website remember that uh, <laughs> i'm saying that for both of us in case but uh, uh eric sinich always a pleasure sir please let the people know where they can find you and everything you got going on i get to i get to plug again yes yeah, more plugging <laughs> um yeah but bookdownrock.com is the podcast and just recorded a new episode this morning um up to episode number 91 right now and um just having so much fun doing it and i, I did have mr kevin brown on episode 89 we talked about the legacy of tom petty the man tom petty um so booked on rock.com that's b-o-o-k-e-d on rock.com and of course vhnd.com for all the latest van halen related news uh Oh, the Van Halen store. <laughs> there it is. Van Halen store. The what now? That's right. That's what types of things? Different. What kind of thing can you buy there, Eric? Is there something yes, there, like well, a product? Yeah, oh, there we go. You can you could you could get a mouse. Uh, you know, I, I, what else can I tell you here? Oh, look at the clock. Hey, you know. Oh, there. Yeah, I, I got I got yeah two of those little stocking funkos. stuffers. Two of those little funkos. And uh, yeah, look, look, clock. Yeah, yeah, come on. Anyway, yeah, Christmas is coming up. Get some cool stuff. But anyway, no, that's it, guys. Thanks so much um, for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, 
this I love the podcast, and uh, you guys have been great to me. And, and um, honestly, I don't think there's been an episode where you, where you haven't given the, the news desk some love. You know, the opening segment, you do some news, and you, yeah. you read what's, what's happening over at the VHND. So we appreciate that. Well, we appreciate you guys and everything, uh, all of you, and very much appreciate you guys being a part of the show, being on the panel, uh, that we actually had a panel to do this again, uh, a whole year. It doesn't seem like it just, it, it seems like, uh, we haven't wow. been doing this that long, Corey, but here we are one year later. Uh, right. Hey, Corey, let the people know where they can find all of the stuff we got going on and yourself. www.podcastvillerock.com. Get some merch. We just sold our first Cult of Mariano shirt last oh, night. Oh, that's I'm great. Afraid. Uh, I'm glad I'm going to get a buck 80 <laughs> off that sale, though, so that's good. Uh, they can follow that us on Twitter, good. Podcast Will Rock. Now on YouTube, maybe we'll add some more stuff. I'm already planning, Mark, the next live show. I'm thinking we get the DLR cast boys and we get the new Sammy Hagar podcast boys on the live <laughs> show. And we just well, let them find I... out. <laughs> I mean... I'd pay money to see that. I'm sure some other people would as well. Just let it, hey, just let them go. Just you don't even have to do anything. We're going to sit back. Uh, but you can find me enjoying uh, Kelsey's Twitter feed. Uh, she's a big Minnesota Wild fan. As a Detroit Red Wing fan, uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, they, they got a pretty good team this year. I'm a big fan of Heath McCoy's. Ruins. <laughs> uh, Kevin Brown, I was uh, very honored to actually be on his show uh, coming up soon, the Tom Petty Project. I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. He's got a big event that he didn't mention uh, coming up for anybody who's kind of around the Saskatoon area in the middle of November. Kevin, you got to tell us about it. Oh, yeah. So Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers have released um, a live album uh, from their 20-date residency at the Fillmore in 1997. So it's kind of a big deal with fans because everyone knew that that thing got recorded, but they've been sitting in the vault since then and was like, will they release it? Won't they? Well, finally, they put it together and they've released it in different packages. And so the fan club through Facebook decided to say, well, let's do some hosting parties in different cities around the world. And I put my name in and I got selected. So we're hosting a listening party a week before the album is released, which is super cool. I can't wait That's to do awesome. it. Um, and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, if you guys all want to fly in, I've got a private chartered jet. It's going to come pick you up. Oh, on 16th. Wow. <laughs> and details will be in the mail. So, <laughs> but I highly recommend you listen to the Tom Petty project. It's a, it's one of my favorite podcasts. And I can't believe that, that you do a show like on your own. I couldn't imagine doing a podcast by myself because i stink so bad that's why i need mark as kind of the ringer to help carry me through these things the fact you carry it by yourself kevin for the most part is it supremely impressive to me i love your show i can't wait for seaside pod review uh eric senich does the fantastic uh, booked on rock podcast my invite to be on that show i think must have went to my spam folder <laughs> wait a minute have i not oh no you guys got to be on man we'll do it We'll do it because I just started that series, the the dialogue where it's you don't have to be on to promote a book. You just come on and talk about your favorite book. Oh, trust me, you guys are going to be on. That would be. Uh, I had Kevin on your show, Eric. It's fantastic. The DLR cast guys coming on, so yeah. Yep, and uh, Scott Haskin, uh, the 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 uh, lukewarm water uh, to my ice, and John Mariano's fire on the backtracks Aerosmith revisited (laughs) podcast. Um, Love it. Does that very well, and uh, I just want to say thanks to Mark. Uh, for sticking with this for so long and thanks to everybody I, I couldn't believe i sent out like you know 10 invitations and all 10 were responded yes now the the sean geek boys had uh some things pop up last minute greg runoff had the sniffles even though eric is dying of covid as we speak he still made it on the show <laughs> greg runoff i don't know what the hell you're everybody said yes so, uh... and i really can't thank you all enough uh 
and I'd love to have you back on the show just as soon as you're able, because you all did just fantastic work. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And thank you, Mark, for sticking with me for 52 episodes now. And we still got, what, 69 to go? 68? Yeah, no, no, thank you, uh, Corey. You you made uh, doing. I never realized how much I wanted to talk about Van Halen on a weekly basis more until you suggested this uh, this show to me, and I was like, yes, absolutely, I would do that. So I'm man, I'm so glad because this has been such a wild, fun ride. Uh, love the band. Love that we are taking this journey together, uh, rediscovery into the music, if you will. Thank you to everyone who uh, listened in, who uh, uh, if you watched this prior to, uh, or not prior, post live show, but if you were in here for the live show, we thank you so much. Thank you to the panelists, everybody. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram, at Mark the Bat. Uh, usually I just talk about nerdy shit and all the musical things <laughs> I got going on, but uh, th that's just kind of what I do. And then if you want to just yell some angry tweets at me, I'm always down for that too, because who cares? It's uh, <laughs> I get a sick Dave thrill from it. Dave fans love you. I mean, no, I don't, I don't get a thrill from it. I hate it. Please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> wink. But that's the show, you guys. First live one, uh, hopefully not the last one. We'll see where it goes. We still have plenty of songs to go through, as Corey mentioned. And on behalf of himself, the panel, all of you guys tuning in, we are and the podcast will rock, and we will surely rock you in season two.